Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joshua, welcome in. And I'm so glad we found you and you have a niche that I think happens when states go recreational and they don't figure this out in advance. Or do you think Jersey did figure it out in advance? Well, uh, first, uh, thanks. Very good to be with you uh, both today. Uh, look, the, the issue is uh, unfortunately at the forefront, and as I'm sure comes as no surprise to you, likely because the mayor of Jersey City has larger ambitions in mind. Um, but I want to address the, the point was just made first. There actually is a state-sanctioned way to determine if someone is under the influence. Oh, so what is that? The original cop. Right. So the original concept behind this is called drug recognition experts or DREs. And the science behind DREs was actually challenged to the New Jersey Supreme Court in a case versus called State versus Olenowski. And the court ultimately upheld the science behind DREs, the ability for law enforcement personnel to conduct, for example, a roadside sobriety test to determine if someone is under the influence of cannabis, among other drugs. That same science, and people dispute whether it's science or not, has been incorporated into something called WIRES, or Workplace Impairment Recognition Experts. And remarkably enough, the state of New Jersey mandates that every employer, and there's over 300,000 businesses in the state of New Jersey, every employer in the state, whether you're a landscaper to a large pharmaceutical company and everything in between, must have a wire, a trained wire on staff to determine if someone is under the influence wow. while at work. What a nugget. That's a nugget of the show that. today. All right, Dan, let's Thank go you, home here. He gave us that. That's for the So this could be somebody that answers my question. This could be somebody that goes through the training then, not necessarily they gotta hire somebody at a hundred thousand dollars a year just to sit there in case they think somebody's high, right? Somebody Working there could be in human resources or something, I guess, right? That's exactly right. It's someone who's already on staff potentially. Yes. But again, remember, over 85%, I believe, I think it might be 87% of employers in the state of New Jersey are small businesses. So at your radio station, you probably have an HR department where you yes. can have someone be trained to do this. But now think about a gas station. Think about a convenience store. Think about, again, a landscaping company, a pool servicing company, any small business employer, five, six, seven people on staff, most of whom are out in the field. They need to have a wire, someone trained to be a wire to determine if an individual is under the influence while at work. Now, that's 
you know, well and good and possibly a bridge too far. But Mayor Phillips' primary argument against this, and he's been quoted as, as, as saying this, you don't want a cop smoking a joint an hour before going on duty with a firearm. I think everyone agrees with that. But again, law enforcement is large. New Jersey has more law enforcement, I think, per capita than any other state in the nation. If you think about the different layers of law enforcement at the county and the city mm-hmm. and the township and village level. So they have the ability to utilize this science. In fact, it was developed, drug recognition experts. Those were developed by law enforcement to train law enforcement to conduct those sobriety tests. So they have this on staff. The state police have done this. The, the state sheriff's union has done this. So I think Ms., you know, Mayor Fulop is being a little disingenuous when he suggests there's no way to make a determination as to whether a law enforcement officer showing up for work is high when the state has sanctioned a mechanism for doing it, promoted by law enforcement. We didn't know any of this. I wish they had uh, more fully interviewed you. I, I would say this, too. You're right about this guy, the mayor. On one hand, he's one of the biggest proponents out there right away when this was going through. And then he comes back at the same time using Hunter Biden, of all people, apparently, mixing this in with the feds. What about his argument? The federal government says no to marijuana. So how can we have a cop with a gun when Hunter Biden technically is charged around this? Well, I mean, look, there's an unfortunate problem with the federal prohibition on cannabis use when you have 38 states who have legalized for medicinal, if not recreational use. So there's always going to be that dissonance as long as it's illegal at the federal level. But really, I think it's a fallacious argument. I mean, no one disputes that it's illegal at the federal level. It's a controlled, uh, a Schedule One controlled narcotic. Fine. But the federal government itself, for years, has said, we're going to let the states decide for themselves. And as long as individuals in those states are lawfully using it and lawfully selling it in accord with state law, we're hands off. There's something called the Rohrabacher Farm Amendment which it's attached to the omnibus spending bill. Every year it's renewed, and it says the federal government can't use funds to enforce federal narcotics laws in states where cannabis use is otherwise legal. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I'm glad, uh, Joshua, you pointed that out. Joshua, let me ask you, is there anything, because you've kind of knocked down the argument, because I was wondering, I saw somewhere to hear in, in commentary on this that Colorado didn't know what to do or did, still is in a, a, a limbo with this. Is there any uh, thing with recreational marijuana in Jersey that has to be tightened up where it's clear what the laws are around it? Anything you see is troublesome? Um, recreational, the, the law on recreational use in New Jersey is actually is pretty good. Um, you can't sell to minors. Um, you have to be ID'd before you walk into a dispensary. The dispensary operators have been vetted by the state incredibly carefully. Um, the state has cameras in every dispensary mm-hmm. in the state to monitor sales and use. Everything is recorded. I don't know if you've ever been, um, but whenever you buy anything in one of these stores, they take your ID twice often. They record everything you buy. It's really very, very carefully monitored. So I don't think there's really anything more that the state needs to do other than, frankly, license more operators to cultivate, manufacture, and sell cannabis. That's the real problem we have in New Jersey. We have a lot of folks 
who are very eager to get into the space to lawfully sell. And we've got, unfortunately, a real gridlock at the state level in issuing these licenses and with municipalities opting in to allow them to operate within their borders so that we can have a robust market in the state. Uh, my producer, Dan, one more question. Yeah, one thing that uh, I do think the state could do is uh, you look over at Amsterdam and they have those coffee shops that are, you know, marijuana shops that you go in and buy. But is there any talk about that becoming a reality in New Jersey? Sure. There's a lot of ideas in New Jersey that uh, have been discussed with respect to it's called lounges, cannabis lounges, gotcha. to allow for use in collective spaces. Um, right now, that's not permitted. Um, there's uh, new licenses that are coming online, wholesale distribution, and in particular delivery. And I think there's a real interest in keeping it that way because the expectation is there'll be home use. And that's fine, right? I mean, you're, when, when you're drunk and you're driving, you're going 80 miles per hour in a school zone. When you're high and you're driving, you're 25 miles an hour, your hands are at 10 and 2, and your eyes are on the road focused, right? That's what it does. So I think it's best for people to frankly stay at home with cannabis and have the pizza delivery come to you. No, wait, wait, wait. Before Dan has one question, let me, let me just – you're the expert on this, though. Um, I like how you frame that, the difference between someone drinking and uh, speeding, et cetera. Are you arguing, though, all that that would do essentially is slow you down? It doesn't affect any other judgment? No, it certainly does. And, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form condoning anyone operating any vehicle, heavy machinery, or otherwise, while under the influence. But the reality is no one ever came home on a Friday night high and got into an altercation with their spouse. I used to defend battered women years ago. And every Friday night, guys would get their paycheck, they'd go to the bar, they'd get drunk, they'd come home. And every Monday morning, I was in court getting restraining orders. Cannabis is the opposite of alcohol in so many ways. In that regard, it doesn't make people angry. It doesn't make people uh, lose their inhibitions with respect to operating vehicles or otherwise. In many respects, it has the opposite influence. So, no, I'm in no way, shape, or form condoning okay. yeah. operating a vehicle under the influence. My point is simply, and again, stay home. That's why, you know, the question of lounges, it's nice. Cannabis has always been a social enterprise, right? I mean, you, you go back to, you know, passing the pipe in college, whatever it may be. Um, but I think that's why, to answer the question, there's a little bit of reticence about creating these lounges because it then would allow people to exactly. be out yeah. using. And then and, and you metabolize cannabis at a different rate. So one person might smoke a joint and an hour later, they're fine. Another person, it might take two or three hours. So for now, as, as the marketplace is still emerging, we're still at our nascent stages here, I think it does make sense to not have those lounges. Let people go to the dispensary, go home, like I said, order the pizza, and just relax on the couch. Dan, and then uh, one one opposite. I mean, going to the opposite direction, staying home, uh, home growing laws. Is there any changes to home growing laws coming with uh, recreational legalization? Or are they planning just to keep that how it is? Or what, what is it currently? I don't even know. It's a good question. Right now, home growing is illegal in the state. Uh, most states have made it illegal. There's been a few exceptions. Uh, every year. There's new discussion about amendments to the legislation with respect to home grow lounges, but right now it is illegal in the state. Maine is, is the predominant state that allows uh, home grow right now. Other states, kind of Colorado, for example, their initial program for medicinal cannabis 
allowed people to grow their own cannabis, but they did it at a cannabis cultivation facility. Mm. So the idea was you would go to the cannabis cultivation facility, which was quote unquote growing your cannabis. Obviously, it wasn't particularly yours. And then you would buy it from them. These are all kind of machinations to circumvent some of the federal prohibitions and ensure control over the product. But New Jersey's actually done a really good job with respect to the legislation. Again, it's just the licensing and the rollout uh, that that's been delayed. Thank We're getting you. way off of Jersey City right now, but I'm enjoying the conversation. Well, we are, too. We're going to call upon you again. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Quite a resource. My pleasure. Good Look, if, if anything comes up, just contact Dan. You think is a wrinkle to this because, uh, again, people in New Jersey wanted this. I'm just always looking for these little bumps in the road and, and how do you deal with them. So let us know if anything interesting comes up. Will do. I appreciate your time. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.